Welcome to Eat, Drink, and Do Good, the monthly newsletter and now podcast from Studio Atau. I'm Jenny Dorsey, the studio's executive director. Every month, we bring you fresh op-eds from new and emerging writers from across the U.S., covering a variety of social justice topics that will encourage you to think a little more critically about the world around you. Each podcast episode features the writers themselves reading aloud their work, and we hope you'll learn as much from them as we did. Thank you for listening, and if you're enjoying this podcast, please also consider supporting us via Patreon at patreon.com slash studio that's studio A-T-A-O, or via one-time gift on our website at studiotau.org slash donate. I hope you love the op-ed today. Chronic Illness Ended My Hospitality Career by an anonymous hospitality worker. In medical terms, chronic illness refers to a health condition that lasts a year or more and requires ongoing medical attention. I liken it to an ongoing throbbing headache where the very reminder of other people not being sick makes my head pound even more. Although 40% of the US population struggles with chronic illness, we currently live in a world where even attempts at making healthcare more accessible, such as Obamacare, leave chronically ill people at a disadvantage. Wait times to schedule an appointment vary from 18 to 50 plus days, and insurance rarely covers chronic illness due to the bigger necessity for medications and checkups. Yet those struggling to maintain their jobs while chronically ill do not qualify for disability assistance in the U.S. or, if they do, it covers almost no living or medical expenses. At age 22, I was diagnosed with POTS, meaning that my body cannot regulate the constriction of blood vessels and heart rate response. In response, I'm consistently dizzy or have brain fog will occasionally faint, and the combination of several symptoms together will present as a seizure. POTS is made worse by standing for long periods of time. So, combined with my serving job, it was a recipe for disaster. As my condition worsened with the addition of more and more hours to my weekly schedule, my dizzy spells became more frequent. I regularly needed to step outside and sit down to avoid ending up sprawled across the floor, which quickly became a source of annoyance for my co-workers and supervisors. Their consistent air of not again made it clear that the reappearance of my symptoms was an inconvenience for them versus a major daily struggle for me. Contrary to their beliefs, I wanted to work. I often did the job of two, sometimes three people. I stayed after my shift was over to help out with whatever needed to be done. I came in on days off because someone called in sick. Even if I had been driven home in an ambulance the night prior, I showed up bright and early the next day for a 10-hour shift. I was a people pleaser and being met with sighs, eye rolls and repetitive questions about what's actually wrong with me wore me down emotionally more so than my illness itself. After several calls to the ambulance on the clock, 
the center of concern shifted to the patrons. What kind of an impression does a passed out waitress leave on our esteemed guests? Would they think the management didn't care for the health of their employees? The emphasis became hiding my seizing body behind a curtain, not helping me stabilize. This is the reality for many chronically ill workers. Even traditionally successful individuals, such as Hannah Olson, the founder of Chronically Capable, have to answer questions about why they should be hired if they're chronically ill. Employees in and outside the service industry have provided ample testimonies of their chronic conditions not being taken seriously throughout the pandemic and accommodations and precautions not being taken to ensure their safety while working. These experiences do not have to be the norm. Studies and surveys conducted by the Health Policy Institute at Georgetown University found that 20% of workplace accommodations needed to make the lives of chronically ill hospitality staff easier come at no cost, and 51% cost less than $500. Instead of chastising chronically ill workers for costing the business time or money because they had to miss a shift, consider the savings that would be accumulated by avoiding the constant turnover in hospitality by taking care of its workforce from the beginning. Just as hospitality workers are required to be trained on allergens, workplace safety and sanitation, management and HR can be trained on ways in which chronically ill workers' lives can be made easier while working, with simple points such as offering meal options that cater to individuals with diabetes, allowing short breaks for employees who aren't feeling well whenever necessary, and if this persists, sending them home for the day without docking their pay. Allowing chronically ill employees the option to book a paid day off instead of having to call in sick every time they aren't feeling well. Providing paid sick leave when an employee needs a longer time off due to feeling unwell. Spreading out shift times and avoiding putting chronically ill workers on double or triple shifts. Staff training by medical professionals to explain chronic illness, ways to combat its symptoms at the workplace, and discrimination faced by chronically ill individuals. Actively listening to chronically ill employees when they feel unwell and helping out as best possible. For example, grabbing their medication, giving them their break earlier, giving them a longer break, and so on. Adding legal clauses that allow for management to face consequences for discrimination or negligence towards chronically ill workers. First-hand testimonies from chronically ill individuals not at that specific workplace should be embedded into these practices. Hearing someone's experience often has a profound effect of fully painting a picture of what chronic illness is. I remember how palpable my management's actions were towards me once I had a detailed diagnosis. Yet the requirement of disclosing these kinds of medical details should not be required of chronically ill employees to obtain better treatment. U.S. law only requires the disclosure of medical information in specific cases, and this information is protected by law once shared. However, 
Willingly sharing this information has also been known to lead to discrimination and retaliation from employers and may be more of a risk than some chronically ill individuals can afford to take. I am not my diagnosis and I know my work and the work of other chronically ill employees is valuable. It's time that hospitality establishments recognise that. this episode you can find all prior issues of eat drink and do good on studio tao's website at studiotao.org newsletter i'm emily chen the head of content at the studio every month we'll be releasing a new newsletter and podcast with social justice analyses from new and emerging writers make sure to sign up for our mailing list and follow us on instagram facebook and twitter to be the first to know on all new episodes all of our contributors are paid for their time and work So if you're able, please consider supporting us as a monthly donor via Patreon or via a one-time gift at studiotow.org slash donate. Thank you for listening.